Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. Now let's get it started. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Colton Cockrell. I'm a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial planner with Share McKinley Group. And it's Wednesday. And you know what that means. It's time for another exciting episode of Bridge of the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. And with me, I have my lovely co-host, Miss Trisha Stetzel. Trisha, how are you doing today? Hey, Colton. I'm awesome. You know, it's funny because we talk about having an exciting episode. I wonder, like, the definition behind <laughs> behind exciting, right? Is it is it exciting because we're talking with some amazing people, or is it exciting because we're here to make fun of each other? Well, today is exciting, but yeah, I guess if we did have like a person from a funeral home on here, it might be a, a depressing episode of Bridge the Gap. I don't know. Yeah, we'll stick with the exciting. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Trisha Stutzel here, Results Extreme Business Solutions. And I am very excited to introduce the guest that we have with us today. Savannah Besserell is the owner of Go Savvy, an event planning and promotion company in Houston, Texas, that specializes in purpose-driven experiences for businesses and nonprofits. She's also a certified audio engineer for over 13 years and holds two bachelor degrees in marketing and entrepreneurship. Savannah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Trisha. And thank you, Colton. I'm so excited to be here. No, absolutely. We're glad to have you. Um, Now, I want to make a distinction here. Uh, Whenever people think of event planners, they probably automatically go to wedding. They probably think of wedding. But no, businesses, they have a ton of events and they need someone to help plan those events because there's a ton of logistics behind that. Um, So can you, it probably is self-explanatory, but can you just explain what event planning is? Absolutely. So uh, yes, we primarily provide event planning for businesses and nonprofits. And we specifically do that um, because we love to help businesses grow through live experiences with their, their audience. Uh, that said, event planning for businesses and nonprofits usually um, takes away a little bit of the personal stress. <laughs> We're not too worried about ruining someone's special day, but it also entails um, quite a bit of detail and logistics, um, specifically in regards to venue acquisition, entertainment, uh, production, catering, bar service, which a lot of that does sound similar to weddings, and it is similar to weddings except it's more business-oriented and there's a really big goal in mind, usually uh, whether that is selling a certain amount of units, uh, providing brand awareness, uh, services, or or simply enlisting contact information through your attendees in order to reach out to them for uh, the future use. So we usually provide event planning that is purpose-driven. There's a goal in mind. Um, We will do all of the event aspects, the acquisition of the venue, catering, et cetera, but we will cater all of those features and facets for a one goal in mind uh, for our clients. Hmm. So Colton, have you ever planned an event? Does a wedding count? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, of I course. Have. I sure have. I'm in the process of it. Almost there. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. It's Man, it is overwhelming. So Savannah, I know you and I have had a conversation. It was probably more than 
a year and a half, almost two years ago about my involvement with a nonprofit and doing an event. And it is very time consuming. So can you talk about like for planning purposes, how far in advance should people engage someone like an event planning um, company like yours? Sure. So we usually recommend a minimum of eight months or longer. We want to be able to plan as far ahead as we possibly can, especially given the circumstances of the world over the past couple of years. I think we all know what I'm talking about. Uh, Planning far ahead is definitely uh, more advantageous for your event. And um, a lot of my clients will come to me and say, well, you know, if we, what if we need to change the date? What if we need to change venues? And that's okay. We can usually work in with the contract, within the contract of those vendors, um, you know, to change the date, to be able to do that in the future. So we aren't too worried about having to change the details. We'd rather plan ahead and be able to secure, especially secure your venue and vendor ahead of time versus having to change it very last minute. We have had some clients most recently have to do that or scale the event to a certain degree because they could not get their specific venue that they were hoping to get. Well, with the talks of scaling and the talks of making changes or, you know, COVID might happen, whatever it may be, is there any type of insurance or something like that that can actually protect business owners from that type of event? Absolutely. So in addition to us having our full, we are fully covered, excuse me, in addition to us being fully covered, we do recommend that our clients get what is called a one-day event insurance, or if it's a multi-day, multi-day event insurance. Uh, they're offered by many of the common uh, insurance companies you see here today, Progressive, State Farm. Um, there are more specific event planners, insurance companies out there. I do have a broker that is happy to recommend certain options to my clients, or um, I can even do as simple as Google <laughs> options and send those away to my clients. But that is something that we highly recommend to all of our clients. So it, does that protect from like, just if there's an injury of the event or if like the event has to be canceled due to again, COVID out, I mean, just something random. Is that. Most basic one day event insurances only cover your Base, bare bones, basic, if you do damage to the property um, or if someone does get injured, but usually within a certain limit. That said, once you make the, make the decision to purchase that one-day event insurance, there's usually additional options you can purchase along with that basic insurance plan to help fully coverage. Uh, believe it or not, rain coverage is actually incredibly difficult to, <laughs> um, to insure. You can purchase it but we have had clients, basically, you have to act as if the event is going to happen all the way up until you actually get rained out. And then you usually have to provide proof of certain number of inches um, and damage to your property or equipment in order to actually have it insured. So it's kind of a little bit of a tricky circumstance, but yes, you can get covered uh, via rain insurance. Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We have wow, I, I, <laughs> wow. I had no idea that that, that that was even an option. What That's amazing. So I have a two-parter question for you, Savannah. Number one, um, 
I obviously realize that you're doing live events. Are you doing online events? And then what is the cost associated with doing live and or online events? Sure. So yes, we are doing online events as well and even hybrid events. So all three um, options, live, online, and hybrid. In regards to the cost associated with them, it really depends on the type of event you are wanting to throw. Naturally, one would assume that an online event is cheaper to host. However, if you want a essentially a virtual online retreat of sorts or conference, the price to facilitate that type of technology can really, really rack up, possibly even more so than an in-person event. So it really just depends on the scope of the event that you plan to host. That's interesting. And just out of curiosity, just totally random question. Um, what are you seeing more live or are you still seeing a lot of online um, than planning right as, now? As of right now, we are getting nothing but live. We nice. do have a few hybrid clients, but majority of them are excited to go live. And if they are concerned about COVID, which many of them are, if they are concerned about COVID, then the topic of, well, let's just push this event date out a bit longer. Let's see what happens. And we have had to actually do that several times throughout the fall of 2021. I'm glad to hear people are wanting to get back out there and meet in person and see each other's face. That's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'd like to kind of dive into the the idea of a an event with a purpose, right? Um, very purpose-driven, simply because I come from the nonprofit space, right? And raising raising money is a, a big part of what we do. And we typically will have an event to do that. So as you talk about the hybrid version, what, what kinds of things are you doing um, from an event perspective for your nonprofit clients? That's a great question, uh, Trisha. And in fact, the majority, or I would say it's primarily our nonprofit clients that are interested in hybrid events. Uh, so what do we do? We offer online platform options. Say if they have no idea what platform they want to use, there's at least over a thousand. I'm willing to bet. I've actually done some research on that and I became overwhelmed. <laughs> but there's many options out there. We will try to find a few optimal options for our clients uh, to pitch to them, for them to invest in. We will bring the production crew and we will help them facilitate a hybrid event. Usually the hybrid entails silent auctions, um, what is it, fun runs or fun walks types, types of events. And then we will have um, a live promoter or MC or host that is essentially live broadcasting the action behind the auction, behind the fun run and the fun walk. Um, so it tends to be a really fun event. Hybrid events tend to definitely be more costly than the uh, fully online event because you are you have an, a bigger element of production at hand and technology essentially. That, no, that's interesting. Now, that. let, now let me ask ask you this: with event planning, is it is it also the marketing aspect too of the event? Yes. So we can do promotion of events and it's strictly only promotion of events. We do have some clients that ask, well, can you manage my social media year round? (laughs) And unfortunately we cannot do that, but yes, we can. We do require a minimum of a three month uh, leeway to do that because 
promotion of events is much more fast-paced uh, project management than year-round um, event. Excuse me, than year-round um, management of marketing, mm -hmm. because we will create a strategy, and it may seem foolproof on paper, but we have to test it. We have to um, target your audience effectively. Then once we figure that out, then we've got to we've, we've got to test them, send leads, send certain campaigns. If they're not responding, well, we've got to pivot and change that type of campaign. So it's a constant change. Mm -hmm. um, usually I, that will include myself along with my team. I may even outsource some of those projects uh, pending on the scope of the promotion. And uh, we'll have a full plan of attack and we go from there. And again, these just random event plan questions keep coming to mind. Uh, what what type of industry are you seeing the most events going on right now? Oh gosh, um, we have quite a number of nonprofits. Mm -hmm. it, you know, we have a very wide variety. We have everything from real estate to oil and gas. It is Houston, um, but oil and <laughs> gas, nonprofits. Um, we actually do have a couple of personals. Technically, we don't advertise it, but we will take on the personal if it's a special request. And um, my mind's drawing a blank. Oh, there's, but it's a hand. I mean, it's a wide spectrum. Is what it sounds like. That's that's interesting. It's a pretty yeah, wide spectrum. absolutely. So you've given us lots of reasons why you would need an event planner, but Savannah, let's say, you know, I, I am on a nonprofit board and I think that I can do it myself. Why should I hire an event planning company? So you can save your time, possibly save money and definitely save your resources. And we like to add the additional save your sanity. <laughs> uh, many people don't realize how much goes into planning an event. And they may think, oh, it's simple. I just got to get a few balloons and send a fun invite out and, and we're good to go. <laughs> but I promise you it's, it's much more intricate than that. Even a simple networking event is much more intricate than that, especially for businesses and nonprofits. These are not necessarily all of your friends. So they're not they're, they're your clients or leads or your benefactors. Um, so you want to put your best foot forward, your best polished foot forward. And oftentimes people don't understand that this is not, although these are absolutely fun, this is not a family backyard barbecue. <laughs> so that said, we want to come in with a polished, a polished look, um, a professional look, and we want to help you save your time, resources, and money time you may assume you've got all the time of the world but the reality is you're so busy running your business you don't uh, resources you may have a friend who may be a caterer uh, but let's, what if they're busy what if you've got to find another caterer what if you've got a certain um, health restrictions that that caterer caterer may not be able to accommodate um, that's where we come in or let's say let, let's face it as event planners we tend to have more of a hookup <laughs> with venues or other vendors because we work with them so often they're willing to provide certain discounts that they may not be willing to provide to the average person that just walks in the door. And then that leads into money because once again, I guess I'll reiterate that we are able to get certain discounts or deals that other people um, that may use that venue or vendor just that one time will not get. 
Uh, but we also know which vendors and, and venues will be the right choice for our clients. At GoSavvy, we like to take pride in being very specific and unique about our venue options to our clients. Although we are happy to get your down the street hotel ballroom, we actually will find very unique settings that majority of our clients will say, I've never been here. I didn't know they even did this. This is amazing. You know, this is such a unique venue. And then they request it for future uses, uh, whether that's a chic industrial warehouse in the middle of downtown or a um, poolside scape out in Clear Lake that they had no idea was even rentable. We like to find that gem or diamond in the rough to help facilitate those events. That's fantastic. Now, let me ask you a totally random off-the-wall question that you did not expect, besides me telling you I was going to tell you a random off-the-wall question. Um, If you could live in any country excluding Canada, the United States, and Mexico, what country would you live in and why? France, um, near the Pyrenees Mountains. (laughs) I realize that was a quick response, but (laughs) I took a trip there with some friends um, several years ago and I just fell in love with the countryside. I'm a bit of a wino uh, so I would love to have my own little vineyard and eat and drink all of the amazing French countryside or mountainside foods and wines that technically are not sold here in the U.S. (laughs) Or they're extremely marked up in the U.S. one of the two. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love how you just you know Right. You just know, you know exactly where you want to go. Colton, you ask these questions and I'm like, mm, well, could you give me 10 minutes to think about right. it? <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. We're so glad that you came to talk to us today, um, Savannah, about event planning. It is an important business, especially right now. You're probably crazy busy with people who had to cancel events or they're trying to figure out what that event is going to look like, especially in the nonprofit space. Um, I know they're all trying to catch up on their fundraising right now. So thank you for coming on the show. I do have one more important question for you. And that is if you would divulge to the, to our listeners, what, um, generation do you belong to? (laughs) Um, So I belong to technically the millennial generation. I am an older millennial and I have been considered an old soul. I say all that because I'll admit when the millennial term surfaced and it had a bad rep, I was like, I'm not millennial. I'm way cooler than them. I don't want to be, I don't want that label. And now I I must admit it. um, But yes. In a nutshell, I'm a millennial. <laughs> okay, so do you feel like you answered. identify with a different generation? I think she just answered that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, forgive me, I can't even think of the name of the generation before me. But yes, I I wish I was born in the early 80s or late 70s. I have a major love for 80s music and 90s, some 90s rave music. <laughs> So I I grew up on music in in the event industry. So I'm very big into that. I love that. It's so cool. And I think that makes her a millennialx. That's what we call her. Millennialx, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm curious. So what, do you go to a lot of events? You know, not a whole lot when I'm not working events. 
I actually, and this may also be reason why I'm a bit of a more older soul. Um, the moment I don't have to work <laughs> myself and, and my boyfriend, we take off to the countryside <laughs> and we get out of the city. I love the city. I don't really necessarily see myself living too far from the city, but I just want to run away as fast as I can and enjoy the countryside and the mountainside, take my dog, mm -hmm. go hiking and just disappear for a little bit. Man. Yeah. You sound like a fiance. Well, if you and your boyfriend ever in France, you can hit us up and we'll, we'll grab some wine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> cool. I'll show you all the great wineries too. <laughs> That's awesome. So Savannah, in closing, would you tell us um, again, the name of your business and give us your contact information. So if any of our listeners have any questions and they would like to reach out to you, uh, they can, because this is audio only, if you would please spell it out, because I know savvy is spelled a little different. Uh, so everyone pay attention when Savannah gives us this contact information. Yes. So my name is Savannah Vesserill, and I run the company Go Savvy. You can visit our website at www.gosavvy.biz. That's G-O-S-A-V-V-Y dot B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra. You can also email me at info, I-N-F-O at gosavvy.biz. Awesome. And just for everyone's information, Savannah is spelled S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H so that you yeah. can find her. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Savannah, for being on today. Colton, any closing remarks from you? No, it's just really fascinating. I, I did uh, in 2020, did an event. Uh, it had to be changed online. So it was nice having a company to do all the marketing, do all the pre-phone calls, pre-screening, all, all that stuff was extremely helpful. Uh, and even getting the mm -hmm. venue set up and then obviously transitioning to a online platform. So I definitely see the the need for event planning for sure. Well, and wonderful. Savannah I'm glad you had a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> Go savvy, right? Savannah, thank you again so much for being with us today. Uh, we really enjoyed you being on the show. Thank you so much, Trisha and Colton. I do appreciate it. And I had some fun. Thank you guys. Absolutely. That Trisha, I'm going to try it. Uh, Go. Go for it, Colton. Go for it. Because I always screw this up. I just want to see if I got it. And this concludes this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're connecting business perspectives. We will see you next week for another. Did I mess that up? No? Yes. Oh, take it away. This concludes it. this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, connecting business perspectives. That's why you're not allowed to do the closing. Golly, I talked to you. Anyway, so that's probably a safe bet. Thanks, Trisha. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, connecting business perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Pacific. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.